All right. Woo. Hello, everyone out there in heart and hustle land. I am Paulette Reesney, and we are here for another juicy edition of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. Woo. Thank you again for joining us. We've got a little bit of Chris Stapleton playing in the background. You know, we got some sexy kind of country blues going on. I love it. I love it. Hey, I get to bring you this very magical woman, Victoria Smith. I'm so excited to have you here and I'm so excited to actually meet you. <laughs> Likewise. We've been trying to have this episode for, I don't know, since the beginning, for a year almost, I think. Yeah. And we finally are, we're here and I love it. I'm so excited. So um, let me uh, tune down Chris here a little bit. <laughs> Woo, there we go. And uh, how are you doing today, honey? I'm doing wonderful. It's awesome to be here. Thank you. And like I said, when we first, you know, started chatting, thank you for your persistence. We figured it out. I love it. Well, I know who I want to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So what's going on with you? You have so, so many beautiful, beautiful things going on, it sounds like. And, and maybe I should read your bio um, that you sent me because it was just so good. Let me pull it up here. Sure. So, Victoria Smith is a heart whisperer, a magical naturalist, a hedgehopper in chief, and resident wild wise woman. God, do you love that? <laughs> I love that. Um, the <laughs> Mojo Lab is your is your main kind of umbrella, right? Correct. So, she offers a variety of online classes and programs in creative magic which are all infused with wonder, adventure, and soft wildness. Victoria's offerings help women forge a stronger connection with their inner wisdom and intuition, as well as the natural world around them. So they always know where, they, where their true north lies, and that's where the real magic and adventure begins. That is just magic right there. <laughs> I love your bio. <laughs> And of course, you know, I am movement, momentum, and magic. So we're kind of all infused with that beautiful sense of creating magic in our everyday life, which I think is just yes. so beautiful and important and necessary um, for us to live that way every day and to be in awe and to be in wonder and to be conscious and aware of the beauty that we have that surrounds us and how we can live to our fullest. Um, and be our brightest, shiniest, glitteriest, magical self. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of that line from Under the Tuscan Sun, where that wonderful British actress is talking about how Fefe um, said that we have to live with our lives with child childlike wonder and live spherically in all directions right yes. that has stayed with me since i saw that movie because it's one of those lean in oh holy hell yes <laughs> <laughs> now i have to go back and rewatch the movie <laughs> oh such a great scene oh that's awesome so so tell tell us what's going on what are you doing my goodness <laughs> well um i've been on this path for about Three, 
three and a half years now with my business, very small beginnings. My first offering was soft wild. Um, and it's Say just that been again. organic. I think our, growing, our internet is breaking know? up a little bit. It is a little bit on my end too. Um, my first offering was Softly Wild, which is a, a program, a six-week program that I still offer. And it is, that was the first program I created around this idea of really get, getting back in touch with our intuition and inner wisdom and connecting with the natural world and the energies of the natural world, right? Mm -hmm. It's the first adventure. You know, I call my classes and my programs, they're all adventures, they're journeys. Nice. And it has grown from there. Um, and I offer a course um, called Coffee with the Oracle, which is about learning how to work with Oracle cards and tarot cards in really creative, intuitive ways. Like, you don't need the book, girls. You know, this is about tuning into what you know, your own right. wisdom connecting with the universe and and it's just kind of grown from there i did a six-week wonder camp um live program online this year for the first time it was a huge huge new thing that i pulled out and that at the very end of it i set an invitation one of the very last invitations for all the women in that group to Pick your next adventure, big or small, that came out of the inspiration that we've been gathering and the energy we've been gathering along the way. Mm -hmm. And this was mine, was to create a year-long program. So the new thing I'm doing right now is the Wonder Club, and it's a year-long adventure living in the cycles and the seasons um, with wonder and enchantment as our guides for the year. Mm. And oh, man. I am really excited about that. I am like deep in the creative cave, dancing the tango with every bit of inspiration that is dropping, you know, yeah. like I moved recently. I moved in June. And since that move onto this beautiful wooded hill in West Salem, Oregon, since that move, it's like my creativity just bust open even bigger than it had been before. It's like the inspiration's hitting so fast and so hard. It's like those, I don't know if you ever heard that one TED talk, it was a woman talking about when the poem hits and she's hanging the laundry on the line, she like runs like the, the devil down the hill into the house to get it on the paper before it's gone. Yeah. That's, that's how it is. Oh, and what, a, what a juicy, beautiful place to be. Yeah, and it, it surprised me. I've always been really creative, but this is like a whole different level of creative fire burning and invitation. It's just like there's that co-creative connection we have with the universe mm -hmm. is just busted wide open, and it's been amazing. Well, and the beautiful thing is that you're actually listening to it. <laughs> you know? I mean, that yeah. you're allowing it to come through you. You're giving yourself the time and the space to hear it and to create with it, to co-create with it, which I think a lot of us have trouble with that, you know, to, to allow ourselves. Oh, I feel this. I intuit this. I, I have this gut feeling, but I'm going to ignore it. Or I'm just going to get on with my everyday busyness and not let myself be in that creative, beautiful space yeah. of expanding my heart and my vision. Right. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's yeah. amazing that you, you're really in that space where you can do that create creativity. 
And it's been a really, it's been a journey. You know, it's not like um, I've always been this way. You know, it has, I started out on that path and then I took a diversion on, and for great reasons, I felt a calling to go into archaeology and architectural history, which was my career for over 20 years. Wow. Um, And I did some really cool work in that realm. And then I started getting called back into, um, I was, I ended up in corporate landia. Yeah. I wound up working sort of what they call contract cultural resource management. And then it became very staid and very regimented. And it was all about, um, regulatory compliance with preservation laws and helping people navigate that the government agencies and, um, individual developers and that sort of thing. And I just, I veered away from the heart of what I wanted to all of that, you know, Mm -hmm. and very slowly, piece by piece, I started coming back to it. I got really sick. I got really sick from, I was doing really high level management of programs, multi-million dollar contracts, multiple projects going all the time. Um, a whole staff I was managing um, at times offices I was managing and I completely burned out. I wasn't honoring self-care and, and natural pacing and rhythm, right? Yeah. It was all about um, like there was no breath between deadlines. There was no pause after the project ends to rest mm-hmm. and celebrate and regroup and then move on. And so I became very, very sick. And I left that job almost, it's been almost four years ago now. And is it three years? Oh my gosh, it's three years. It feels like it's been a decade because it's been so full since then. And I have very slowly learned how to come back to that place of honoring the callings, the inspiration. And the more that I do that, the more that connection becomes stronger and the greater the inspiration, the more ideas and the more capacity I have to actually, you know, we all have great ideas, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's creative. We have awesome ideas, but to get them like, which one am I going to pick? And then how do I put that into motion? Right. And how do I serve as the co-pilot in that process? Not, pushing a vision against every obstacle that comes along, but having the wisdom and the self-knowledge and the faith that this is the right path. Faith, faith, believe in yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a whole process, you know, that takes time. And, and I don't think we ever stop doing that work. Right. I think that's just, it's a part of the creative process and it doesn't have to be just if you're somebody who's a maker or a creator. We're all creative, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just a way of approaching life that's a little bit different, you know, than what the social norms are. Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of people don't believe that about themselves, that they're not creative enough or they can't do they can't do anything. They can't draw a straight line or, you know, whatever that that kind of the traditional thought of being an artist or a creative is, but everything is creative. I mean, you know, washing your face can be creative. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like your whole life is art. Exactly. And you make it that way. I mean, I believe in living surrounded by beauty. Everything I have is beautiful to me. My, Mm -hmm. my personal vision of 
of art and of beauty. And, and I, I, you know, everything I have has to be that way, or I don't want to have it in my life. It just becomes clutter, just becomes stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm a big proponent of tending to your environment and surrounding yourselves with things that you find beautiful and useful, you know, sort of that old William Morris standard, you know, to have nothing around you that you do not find to be beautiful or useful. But that's also supportive of who you are and, and what you want your life to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, our environment affects us profoundly. Oh. It's not just the landscape you're living on, but like you're talking about, it's like you don't want anything around you that isn't something that you consider to be inspiring and beautiful. You know, I'm exactly the same way. Our, our tastes may range across the board about what that is, but home is where we come to remember who we are in the world, you know, away from the noise of the world that is out there. Oh, know? that's a great quote. It's a great quote. <laughs> <laughs> tweet that. Somebody tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So um, in, in this new life from being ill and changing your job and then and then moving just recently you've built um your own well it's almost like a school you have several courses and now you have this year long when does your year long start it starts on january 1st there's um early bird enrollment is going on now and with for the early birders i have a little treats you know a few treats for december to get us started i have a short holiday program called 12 days of wonder and joy and it's to sort of get your merry and bright on and, and delicious self-care and nourishment and joy in the season of craziness, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's one of the things I'm giving early birders. If oh, they sign great. up, then they also get that program. But that program stands alone. And then we're doing um, a Wonder Manifesto project, which is an early bird thing too, yeah. which is sort of writing your wonder manifesto and creating a visual wonder manifesto for to guide the energy and inspire you during the year. So it's not just like a vision board. It, it's much more, um, I call it 365, 360, mm-hmm. which is 365 days a year, spherically 360 degrees of how do you want your life to feel? What qualities do you yes. want your life, right? Yes. What magic and enchantment do you want to weave into your daily life and mm-hmm. inspiration and influences? You know, what influences do you want to cultivate? Yeah. You know? Right. I, we're, we're so aligned. Our work is so, <laughs> so similar. I have, I also have a new um, six month mastermind that starts in January. I saw that. It looks oh, amazing. It look, it's called Illumination. Oh, y'all see. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're totally in the same flow here. It's, it's what lights you up and what, what are your dreams and, and how do you want to fulfill, be fulfilled and fulfill your vision, you know, and stepping up into it. And I'm so many women I find are fearful of that, afraid to, to get out of their, their box or, Mm -hmm. um, and, and you are so not, not like that. <laughs> you, are so, you are so helping women on that path, which is beautiful. So 
so what, so you were in this corporate world and then you got sick and then how did you um, find your creative flow? I mean, you said that the creativity came through you, but mm -hmm. as far as the business aspect of it, how, how did, how have you been able to put it out there? How have you been able to get your, your clients or your people and what's been, what's been hard about that? What's been your hustle? Mm. Well, I started out with, um, a very modest vision, you know, which was, it was big in, in the sense of, I knew I needed time for healing. Right. I also knew that, um, I wanted to create something from the heart and soul that truly served. Mm -hmm. And so softly wild was the first thing that came out that really how I put together my own healing path and got myself back in touch with the magic of the universe and nature and soft time that mm -hmm. we need so much. That's what that course was about. It was really about taking everything I learned and did and then, and then putting it into this course to share with others. It, but it happened, the growth happened very slowly with my business and I wanted it that way. I wasn't in a place that I could handle a hundred emails a day, hmm. right? or a Facebook with 500 people in it or more, you know, I couldn't email lists and, and share things every single day. I didn't have the capacity. I was sick. Mm -hmm. And so my vision was slow, organic, authentic growth. Mm. Right. I did a little bit of, of Facebook advertising to sort of touch, you know, some touch points. But when I launched my first class, I had 58 women on my mailing list. That was it. And it has just grown exponentially since then. And I think the challenges have been, a, you know, tracking the changes in my vision of where I see the company can go, where my work can go but not, not hemming myself in, but also not overloading myself. I have to tendency to try to take on too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm so excited, right? I, I know. Want to I know. And so, and I'm one of those people that's really good on follow through. And so when I take it on, I'm going to see it to completion regardless of how many hours it takes to get it done. Well, that's kind of what ended me up in the place I, I started in when I started the business, right? So I made a promise to myself I was not going to recreate the same hell that I was trying to exit from. Awesome. Right. And so that's been sort of my touch point when I feel myself like going to, okay, the burners are both on full and they've been on full. Okay. Dial it back. You know, it's like live your message which is we can't live full throttle all the time. We have to honor our own rhythms and sync with the rhythms of the seasons and the energies and the elements around us. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, it's, it's constant work. You know, we're all still working it. And it's, it's maintaining that balance. It's finding yeah. the balance and maintaining the balance. It's like, yeah. you know what you want to be doing and need to be doing to maintain that balance for yourself. And yet sometimes it's so hard to just do that. Yeah. And I think, well, you know, it's interesting that you say that word balance, right? 
there's this perception, you know, with a lot of the self-help time management gurus out there, real corporate types, that either A, balance is just not possible, so try quit trying, you know. I've seen that in print a few times and was pretty appalled. Um, the other was that balance is when everything is perfectly even between your personal life and your work life, mm. right? your responsibilities and your pleasures. It's like balance is that you just have this beautiful kind of flow where everything is in harmony. Who in the world works or lives that way? That makes no sense to me, right? You know, and so we keep talking about in the last 10 years that how elusive this quality of balance is and I think it's because of the way that we define what balance really is. What is balance? Right. When we're talking about, I want more balance but in my life and my work and rest and play and work and all those things. What do I even mean by that, right? You know, it's just like when we talk about self-care. Is self-care just lathering on beautiful lotion and filling up <laughs> with a book? No, self-care, true self-care is about creating a life you don't need to escape from. There you right? go. Now that's, that's the, the ultimate definition. Yeah. So well, tell me, so what, what do you do for self-care mm. besides lathering on the lotions? <laughs> yeah. I have this amazing sparkly vanilla lotion. I will turn you on to it. It's, it's, okay. it's the bomb. Awesome. Um, self-care for me really is because I enjoy creating so much, and I'm also um, a very avid reader and learner. Self-care for me is about finding the balance, that word again, but, is, right? yeah. and understanding that I have ebbs and flows in my energy and my work and life rhythms, right? And to honor the ebbs and flow is the most delicious self-care that I could ever give myself when I need some white space on my calendar so that I'm just sitting on the porch staring at this amazing tree in our backyard because that's when the inspiration has, you know, taking walks to get grounded, you know, it's, it's more of a lifestyle of creating a life that supports us in an environment like we were talking about that supports us and what's important to us. That's self-care to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And there's definitely tools for that, for lots of different ways to do that. Like you said, sitting on the porch and looking at that mm-hmm. tree and creating that space. I think that's part of it is, uh, or that's a lot of it, not just part mm-hmm. of it, is to give yourself that downtime, you know, whether it be meditation or, or just sitting in, in silence. Um, we need that space. Yeah. We need that quiet time. And, and the ability to give it to ourselves when we need it the most. Yeah. You know, when we, if we perpetually overcommit and we perpetually, you know, stay in that cycle of people pleasing, you know, they always say, give it to the busiest person because it'll get done. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've lived yeah. that, you yeah. know, that just yeah. absolutely sucks to be that person because it means you will never stop being overloaded. Right. And so when we get real centered on what's most important to us and craft our life and our work around that, then 
we don't overload our schedules. Mm -hmm. We don't say yes to things that are like, oh yeah, that sounds kind of cool. We say yes to things that are like, oh, holy hell, yes. It's got to be a hell yeah. It's got to be a hell (laughs) yeah. And if it's not, well then, is that really where you want to spend your life energy? Because then when you need those pauses, Mm -hmm. you need that white space. You have it, right? You You can adjust things. It's like... I am the worst at making appointments with people. I hate appointments. I don't want them on my calendar. (laughs) Well, thank you for making one with me today. Oh, yeah. This (laughs) is awesome. I'm very, but I'm really, I'm really guarded about my calendar because of that. That feels like self-care to me, right? Mm -hmm. It's like doctor appointment. Unless I'm dying or it's an important health maintenance (laughs) piece, it ain't happening, you know? Um, I don't tend to join. I'm not a joiner. I don't tend to join a bunch of clubs. Um, and all of that is because I know my own tendency. That's what makes me happy. That might not necessarily make other people happy, but that makes me gleefully happy to see white space. So when I need, when I know I want it, I can take it and there's not going to be like dramatic repercussions. Right. That's so good to, to have such a handle on, how you work and how you schedule. Mm-hmm. See, that's part of my thing is right now is <clears throat> the words that I'm working on right now is focus and discipline. Mm-hmm. Because I can just kind of go, well, maybe I'm just going to go do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good, except that this does have to get done. Mm-hmm. So I need, I need that balance of the discipline and the focus mm-hmm. versus the improvisation and the whatever you want to call that <laughs> traipsing through the woods. <laughs> I call it delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. It is delicious. But then, you know, there's, there can be repercussions if you're not careful. So there's that, that other, that other side of it, that other unbalanced, you know, tendency, right? Absolutely. Far into self-care or if you want to call it self-care or self-indulgence or, or, you know, hedonistic ways. I don't go that far usually, but, but that's no, yeah. It's knowing your tendencies, right. Right. And knowing, and just being conscious about, all right. So if this is my tendency, my tendency is to overwork is to overcommit. Right. And so managing my tendency hard, you know, hard strategies for me might be don't schedule appointments. Mm-hmm. unless I really, really want to do it or it's really necessary for to maintain my work or my well-being or my relationships, right? For you that, you know, that looked, I, I have no problem with the self-discipline part. My problem is peeling my ass out of this chair, <laughs> right? And, and getting to the, the drawing table yeah. and getting, I've got an analog side of my studio here that is just for crafting and artwork. And giving, and I set it in here intentionally because I look over and I see something that's in progress. That's an invitation when I need to Sweet. manage my tendency. Mm-hmm. Right? Sweet. Yeah. Really good. Really good. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love it. How you like? How are you, ladies out there, doing? Liking this? This is good <laughs> stuff. So good. Um, what about? Let's see. So. Um, you have people from around the world or do you do a lot of stuff in person? 
I haven't done any in-person work yet. Um, I initially set everything up because I wanted to have that, that global connection. You know, my vision was, you know how Maya Angelou says, write the book you want to read? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think the exact quote is something, if the book you want to read hasn't been written, it's up to you to write it or something along those lines. For me, it was, if the community that you crave isn't where you are, create it. Right. And so for me, this has really been about creating the community mm-hmm. of women, this sisterhood mm-hmm. that I have always wanted and have had a very hard time finding of kindred spirits, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's, I wanted that to be open geographically too. I have been thinking about doing some in, in person stuff now that I'm, I'm hale and hearty and healthy again. Yay. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. It would be, be interesting to do that. Some of the women in, uh, in my courses and my circles and stuff have really talked a lot about how great it would be if we could all get together. And I know you do an amazing retreat um, at Brighton Bush, right? right? Yeah, just not too far from you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a... This will be my 25th when, year. When you can connect with... Say that again? This will be my 25th year teaching that retreat. Yeah. I know. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. I've heard really good things about it. Really, really good things about it. I think when you're able to, to get in to that one-on-one connection, that energy, you know, one-on-one with people, it, it can be an even more powerful experience. It's, it, that's, that's really interesting because I do both, right? I, I have right? a global tribe. In fact, my Facebook Live yesterday was about tribes, mm. about creating that community and having different tribes and why do we want a tribe and what's important about having a tribe, mm-hmm. um, in person or virtual. You know, we, we mm. have this beauty, beautiful thing called the internet now. So Yay. we do things like this, you mm-hmm. know, that we, with people around the globe and I do have a global tribe and it's it's freaking you know blows my mind it blows my mind and I do get to travel and see them but we also have this internet connection but having that connection is so much a part about living you know to have um, to have that tribe to be seen and to be heard and to be part of something a family of whatever that particular tribe is mm-hmm. um, and to, and there are leaders and there are followers mm-hmm. just as in the dance that I do, there's a leader and a follower, mm-hmm. but it takes everybody to make the whole. Right. Right. And, and that's so beautiful and so important. And to give yourself over to someone else. Mm-hmm. To allow someone to lead you and support you and encourage you is such as an act of vulnerability, but also an act of strength. Absolutely. And I find that the more leading I do, that that need to also have someone else hold space for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. That doesn't go away, right? You, you still need to have someone else who can hold space for you and let you dive deep when you need that support, right? I think it's, it's just part of our growth cycle. You know, it's like we may be a few steps ahead of the people 
that may be taking a particular course or a program from us, but pretty soon they're going to be where we are and we're still needing that growth on our end, right? And the support. And it's just these sort of little nested circles of communities, you know, that thank goodness for that, because they're all kind of converging into this amazing, it's like the the Uber community, you know, where all of our spheres, like you're saying, we're so aligned in what we're doing. We're just coming at it from a little bit of different direction, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that those, I talk about this a little bit in Wonder Camp that we create our world. Anais Neen said this, you know, we create a world and then we invite others to come in. Yes. Right. Yes. And the more we do that, each of us does that in however small or big a way, those communities intersect and pretty soon we've created the world that we want to inhabit. And, and, and in that world, I think it's also really important, um, to surround yourself with that community, with those people who hold you up. Yes. It's easy to fall Mm -hmm. into bad habits or I don't want to say bad people really, but um, to hold yourself down and to stay with people who hold you down or who bring out um, the, the worst in you or the cynical part of you or the, they, the, the part of you that won't grow. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, it's that, it's that need, that deep human need that we have for belonging, right? Yeah. And so when we start shaking up the status quo by changing and growing, it throws everybody around us into that fight or flight reflex of what are you doing? Right. Because you're not only changing yourself, you're changing the dynamic of the circle that you're in and your relationships. And that makes them really uncomfortable. And so there is a certain point of, you know, do I, where are my growth edges and honoring those and not being afraid to shine your light for the repercussions you fear may be coming. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I have had, many points where that was a barrier for me and those aren't easy to cross but when no, you do not easy and you just have to remember it's it becomes all about you in that moment yeah and not in a selfish way but yeah. in an expansion way it's so important that we continue to expand and not be afraid of that yeah and if that means letting someone go or moving out of a circle that is holding you back or you know, if you think, I, I like to think about it, the more light I shine, the more it affects other people. And then they, exactly. they can allow their light to shine even brighter as well. Yeah. And that's exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. We have to hold the light, each one of us, mm-hmm. you know, in our own sphere. Yeah, we all have to hold our own because there are people that need that light because they can't see past the earthquakes and the hurricanes and the, you know, all of the fires, the wildfires and the crazy politics and, and tensions in society. It, It can become so we're so inundated with it. We get saturated and it can become really hard to see the light right. when you're just, yeah. you're swimming in that cesspool all the time, you know, that 
that shimmer of light that inspires you to, oh my goodness, you know, like little, little Sam Gamgee, there's good in this world and it's worth fighting for, right? From the Lord of the Rings. And yeah, I have all these geek references. I, I am an un- unapologetic geek. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, but I just think that that is, it's sort of our responsibility as human beings with hearts. Mm-hmm. Shine the light for someone who's in a dimmer place than where you are, right? Oh, man. Oh, I just, whoo, I feel that. <laughs> good it is so good and that's a that's a great note to end on shine your light Mm. oh well i know that you know as in all of these i know that you and i could sit here and talk for probably about 10 hours (laughs) 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 but i'm so delighted that you you took some time to to shine your light yeah. on our beautiful um, watchers and listeners and to um, to share what you do because what you do it, you are oh. just magical and powerful and so beautiful oh, I'm, thank just you. So, I'm so honored and so delighted and mm-hmm. I love seeing what you're creating and what, what you're what you're shining in the world well thank you likewise likewise and we will figure out a way to actually meet in person and do I that know. whole I know <laughs> And that I will make an appointment for, my dear. Okay, all right. I'm holding you to that. So, um, thank you. Victoria Smith here from Salem, Oregon, and Paulette Reese Denis here from Portland, Oregon. Uh, Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And it's so exciting just to see what people are doing and bringing to the world and all the goodness and the magic and the light that is. Mm -hmm all around us and we can grab it and have it and be it and show it and own it. Um, each one of us. Absolutely. Right on. Thank um, you. Oh, so good. I'm going to put on a little bit of this, my sexy blues here. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next time. Thank you.